Hey everybody, this is Drew. And it's Blake. And you're listening to the Lock, Stock, and Two Smoke Controllers podcast. Welcome to episode 93. Before we uh, get started, I'm going to go ahead and jump through our internet presence preamble. You can find us on all the all the major social media sites. You can also find us on, more. Like, probably the more important thing is you can find us on Twitch. And that's what we've been doing a bunch of our co-op endeavors, which was, a matter of fact, our last episode. So thank you for everyone who's joined in and, you know, hung out with us. You can do that by twitch.tv forward slash two smoking controllers. Uh, we also have a uh, Patreon. Patreon, which everyone on the internet has one of those to help us pay for, you know, all the artwork for, you know, Devious Pixel, aka uh, Miladin Markovich. Thank you. And help, um, just helps, you know. We we also have, uh, right now, there will be a bit of music being played. Um, if you want to hear your music played on this bed, uh, you feel free to, <laughs> feel free to uh, email us at the number two smokingcontrollers at gmail.com. And if you have any questions or comments and, you know, stories about the games and stuff we spoken about music and movies we suggested feel free to you know hit that up too we also have a store uh you got t-shirts beanies hoodies i think a koozie and a glorious pair of underwear now for me i have a little bit of a self-promotion i have a short story that i published through amazon called they come this night uh you need to search that up it's um and rate it if you like it you know it's pretty cool or, I'm, or if you don't or if you don't yeah especially if you don't <laughs> that way i can feel dead inside like a true artist and then we have a brother podcast called action the movie podcast which spawned from this and which uh, I, I i've been suggesting movies and tv shows and trying to not spoil them that is a full-blown spoiler podcast where we go in depth with our friend steve on a particular movie and we take turns trying to surprise one another and we don't talk about it until the actual episode so we don't influence each other's opinion and if you don't want to remember any of this all the links are in the show notes with that being said uh, we have uh, two games for you today for blake gets into the we have two games this episode before blake gets into the games uh we are planning on a soft reboot not reboot but like a soft format change for the podcast a little bit uh, coming up on uh, after episode 100 so the next couple episodes are going to be kind of normal but weird in a way blake wants to like especially this one because blake's picked two games from like kind of deep in our little backlogs that he wants to clean up from his notes and stuff like that because he did it we, we play he played the games when we took the notes and he wants to do that but episode uh 101 the podcast is going to change a little little bit slightly not too much we're not changing the name or anything like that we're going to try to focus uh, almost exclusively on video games we're going to be like we're starting today we're I'm, i mean i am going to drop the music recommendations and Blake's going to drop the movie stuff because he has a whole movie podcast now so some things are going to slightly change but we're still going to be the same two dudes um but we're going to start focusing more more heavily on the uh video games video games themselves i know it's already a video game podcast we're going to say we're more focused and started episode 
101 it'll be um like one game like a deeper deeper dives into one games because the the two games per episode is is, is a little bit a, a little bit exhausting it's hard to juggle trying to have at least two games ready every episode we do this so there's there's that it's not not that big of a deal but we want to say like if things seem weird or different or these games sound like we played them over a year ago some of them longer. you'll you'll be you'll be <laughs> that'll it'll be you'll be right so uh I don't, I don't know if i was very clear on that as i'm as i stumbled over my words but yeah there's so we're, the podcast is gonna be a little bit different on the next couple episodes as blake tries to clean house on old notes and stuff like that so with that i'll let blake get into his two games uh one of which i didn't play at all so i'll be completely silent unless i have a, a something to say about the source material maybe and the other one we played probably over over a year ago maybe if, if not a year ago but a, a long, a time, long ago. time ago a long time ago it might say on ta yeah may 2020 <laughs> Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, more more than a year ago, dude. So, well, yeah, the podcast is gonna be weird, but maybe 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 people like a weird meandering episode. Who knows? But I'll let Blake get into the stuff now. So, the first game I'm going to be tackling is called Power Rangers: Battle for the Grid. It is developed by Inway, which are actually, it's a company called Animoco Brands, and they are based out of Hong Kong, and they are a software company also turned or added to by a, uh, a, they're a venture capitalist company as well. And they were founded back in 2014. Their initial focus was on developing mobile-only games. They have then since shifted to something called blockchain gaming and NFTs. I'm not entirely sure what blockchain gaming is. Do you know anything about that, Drew? I've heard the term, and I have no idea what it means. <laughs> blockchain is a distributed ledger with a growing list of records, blocks, that are securely linked together by cryptographic hashes. I don't know what any of that means. <laughs> anyway. That sounds like something. That sounds like some mumbo-jumbo. Would you say a venture capital company would do? Yeah. Just some company mumbo-jumbo. Yeah, but... uh. Last time they went to the revenue bank or revenue whatever <laughs> registry of January uh, and April, January through April in 2022, they had registered over 573 million dollars profit. I don't believe this game at all. I don't know because they own they they own the company. They actually own a couple of companies that we've we've actually spoken about. Drew the Sandbox and Blowfish Studios. We've spoken about them both on the podcast. I just thought it was kind of crazy, you know, just stuff like this. It's just crazy to know that the people behind the video games and stuff like that sometimes really just don't care. There's, that, a, there's a lot of that in the industry. Yeah, I know. They're just there to try to make a buck. But Inway is a branch of the Animoca studios and like i said earlier they primarily focused on fighting games or uh, all mobile games uh and they were all you know just fighting games side-scrolling fighting ga- fighting games except for one which was called chronoblade and it was a it's still a side-scrolling brawler but it was an rpg so i thought that was kind of crazy and wonky and just a weird little tangent to go into now like i said the it's a Power Rangers Battle for the Grid. It is a, like I said, it is a side-scrolling fighting fighting game. It's a 2D fighting game. The art style is uh, very reminiscent of the comic book of which it's based, which is the uh, Power 
Rangers shattered grid comic book storyline and that's what we focus on and it, it takes a darker turn for most of the it's from Power Rangers in general the Power Rangers can be dark at times this takes a much darker tone as well as does like a whole universe connecting thing with, 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 the, with the, which they've always done but they really hammer it in and it kind of takes place in a alternate storyline if you haven't heard it it's a Lord Drocon which is actually uh, Tommy Oliver who had been fully taken over by Rita but his power depleted so he merged with the White Ranger now he's the Green White Ranger Lord Drocon so he has access to all that power and he's also ruling in Rita's stead having turned against her and murked her because she wasn't doing a good enough job that wasn't in the show no <laughs> no not at all it is a uh, it's much darker and the whole concept of this particular game was to celebrate the 25th anniversary of the game now when it came out it had some um, 25th anniversary of the game of, of, of the of the Power Rangers as a, as a whole okay I fixed to say that game's newer yeah as Power Rangers as a whole in the US in America now that being said it was supposed to celebrate uh, like I said Power Rangers over 25 years but it's it's a launching content was incredibly lacking containing only stuff from the first four series of Power Rangers now they've rectified that now but when it launched it was very people were like very upset like what is this going on blah 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 this that and the other and it started out as just an online fighting game only only online fighting and what until because the game when it launched it wasn't until like two months later did they actually decide to add in a story mode based off the uh, the Boom Studios comic, The Sh- Shattered Grid. Now, the cool thing is every single person who is in the game, now some of the people have died off screen and in other timelines, but every single person on screen, their live action voice actor came back and reprised their role. All but one who was dead previous. So, um, what's her name came back? She, she'll, she'll come back for nothing. She, it says she did. It says every actor came back um, I'm blanking but Kimberly's voice actor Amy Jo Johnson Amy Jo Johnson doesn't come back for anything Power as Rangers. far as like it says everyone came back except for um, like Trini's two, Trini, two Tran yeah, Trini's voice actor passed yeah. away yeah, she, a car wreck or something yeah she passed yeah. and sad news you know R.I.P. this is the last thing Jason Devin Frank did before he passed yeah, this is the last. Oh, was that the last thing, or is that that movie coming out the last thing he did? Well, this is it was his this was his last voice acting role. Voice acting because he acted in that movie. He acted in that movie. Yeah, yeah un- sorry for that little bit of sad note, but it is cool that everyone did come back that could. Yeah, she's because I, I want to harp on her, but she is the one that like every time there's like a reunite and stuff like that, she just seems like she just wanted no part of it when everybody else kind of embraced it. Yeah, but she landed that proceed like got, she landed on that cop show for like cold cases 15, or something like that. No, yeah. no, not cold case, but whatever. What cop show she landed so she. You try to try to get away from Power Rangers while everybody else everybody else embraces it. I They're mean, just like screw it. I wouldn't be where I'm at without it. And it's like how hard is it to just you know some people just like don't care. Some people are like you know she just want to get away from it. It's fine. Maybe she's not a fan of anything. Who knows? Fan of anything? Yeah, because she doesn't understand what it's like to be a fan. Maybe. But that being said, uh, like I said, the voice acting is good. The uh, the graphic style is very much based. Like I said, it's two D two D fighting game based off the art style of the video game, and it does do these real uh, video game of the comic book based off the art style of the comic book the comic book's just based on the real show though right like it's just I mean this is a, an entirely self story it has no, I mean it is, yes it connects people yeah, I'm saying but it looks it, just look, it looks like Power Rangers oh yeah like it there's, there's no, the, the, the comic book isn't some taking liberties or anything no. but it does make things that never existed exist so it does it does create some of its own unique things uh, which I think is pretty cool like one of the things that uh, speaking of uh, Trini uh, the Yellow Ranger from the original they did a thing to 
where how do they explain it? She has a special suit of armor. They they call it the the power you know the power suit whatever. She's in this massive like she looks like Juggernaut. She is in this huge power armor, but so much so they made a point saying that she's been locked inside after a blast of energy, and so none of her communication works. She can type, but she can't speak, and that was her way of working around just being respectful to the actors. That works. Without trying could, to recast. They the also could have. I mean, I guess that's the way, that's the way to avoid. Rec- I could have recast her and made the suit do like a robot, like yeah. you know, change the voice of the robot. I guess. I guess not having her at all. It's more respect to the actress. But yeah, she's in. Uh, it's, it's called the dragon armor. And she has this massive, it's all painted yellow, but this massive suit. She's walking around just mollywhopping people. Now, um, like I said, it is, in fact, a fighting game. Like, it is a legitimate fighting game. Mm-hmm. And I struggle. I, I played on easy, and I struggled. Like, there was a moment I thought I wasn't going to beat the game. Like, yeah. it was legitimately difficult. And I'm. You be, said that you we, we don't like fighting games at all. You specifically played this because it was Power Rangers. Oh, yeah. yeah. I wanted to see that the, the cool storyline that they. Uh, they they prompted out put out whatever like i said it's in in general it was based to strictly be online fighting and they put a lot of time and effort with the the counter system the parry system the block system the uh the tag out tag in system and all that stuff like the combat is incredibly well built and i suck at it so i was annoyed most of the time that being said i didn't get a single achievement in this game having played through the story because there weren't any achievements tied to the story because it was tacked on after the fact Hmm. so every all the achievements are online based or arcade mode based go through the arcade mode with all the you know each individual character any story achievements there was no story achievements yeah and as well as the, the tag team system you also get some of these cool like power meters assist meters it's weird just to go. I mean, I, you already. Met, I mean, you we're kind of into this, but like just to go straight online. Do they think that's what Power Rangers fans want? Is the straight only online fighting game? You didn't think they'd want some sort of silly Power Rangers story or even a serious Power Rangers story? Like why? I don't know. Like I said, they were just trying to cash in. Like based off of the developer, I'm thinking they were just trying to cash because they only ever done fighting games, and this is like, this is their first console game, so they didn't really know anything about. Like it, it seemed like a a misstep in a first four way. Into into mo into a console game because everything they've done has been mobile. Now, like I said, what was I saying? Okay, you have the tag team and then all the fighting and all that stuff. You also have an assist meter, and that as you go in, you can tag your people and they can come in. You know, do a uppercut or shoot somebody with their power weapon. And then later on, you actually get access to the Megazords and certain key moments in battle where you can call in the the assist of the Megazord, and it either it comes in in whatever version of the Megazord it is, it swings its power sword and clear like does a bunch of damage or like sends a shockwave across the field and then it can't never happened in the show like I mean if you like you think that would eventually like you'd store you'd build up to like like the old little Super Nintendo games where eventually you would just have a fight with a Megazord with a monster that's the the grand finale is a giant Megazord battle but like in combat you have the your assist meter and like they'll either stomp punch the ground or swing a weapon and send out a shockwave in front of you just to help and I amused it I I, I swear exactly I abused it it's the only way I won half the time Near, near the end like it was easy early on but by the end of that story mode it was rough and you play through because it does a good thing. How hard they would make it? It's yeah. Considering I that, think I think it, maybe you think it's so hard because they were they only really developed for online. So when they developed a story, they didn't have the, the proper AI to balance out easy yeah. mode. Because I got wrecked often, mm-hmm. and like I said earlier, I I damn near 
gave up. But after time and time again of getting really good at Power Rangers Battle for the Grid for like a couple of fights, I mean, I did manage to beat the story and I, I enjoyed it all the way through. I thought the story was... Is there cutscenes? Yeah, uh, yeah, the cutscenes are done in the comic book style, like mo- like a motion cheap. comic. It's cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> but it still it still looks really cool. Yeah. Like I liked how they did it they, and they used direct panels from the comic and all that stuff where they would end it on a, a shot of the comic book uh, dang near. Mm-hmm. Just like a picture perfect frame. Now, it does the base game has 12 characters from the first four series as I said or I don't think I said how many but from the first four series total of 12 characters since the initial add-ons they've also had something called the Super Edition Power Rangers Battle for the Grid Super Edition which contains all the DLC I think they call it the Mighty Morphin Edition you'd think but it's all about Power Rangers it's it's all Power Rangers it's not just Mighty Morphin it's all but but it's still an obvious way to name something yeah for for people who clearly have no idea about the IP they're working with because everybody I can't even think of how many like I said, the base game was 12, and they've added an additional 14 through um, the DLCs. Two I want to talk about in particular, because it's, it's, if it's a Power Ranger, it's in there. Dino Charge, and then you have the Samurai, Jungle Fury, Mystic Force, and so on and so forth. Then you have some unique ones to the storyline, which is Lord Drokon himself. You get to play as him. And you also get to play as the Ranger Slayer, which is a brainwashed uh, pink ranger. She wears black and pink armor with a flowing cape and just mercs folk. Her whole job was to be an assassin in other timelines. She's from the comic? Mm-hmm. Or she, okay. She's, those two are specific from the comic. Now, and so is this other one called the Mastodon Century, which I think they took from that really cool like R-rated Power Rangers that came out on YouTube a while back. It was like, it's called Rangers, but I think they've since blocked it and you can't find it anywhere anymore. Hmm. Because he's like a super decked out, the Mastodon Ranger. Because he's super bulky, really powerful, super cool. But, these two characters now these have been it's crazy because these were actually in I think they were in a comic and they've actually appeared in like online videos and stuff and one of those like uh, I think it was Bat in the Sun videos and they brought these two characters because they appeared in this and they made them like live action in an online internet presence format but they still made them real which I thought was cool because I got enough fan response and people enjoyed it so we had two out of the blue characters join the Power Rangers universe as canonical Power Rangers if ever needed but we have the Crimson Hawk Ranger and the Blue Phoenix Ranger and the Crimson Hawk Ranger is Ryu from Street Fighter <laughs> and the Blue Phoenix Ranger is Chun-Li from Street Fighter and they are canonically Power Rangers from a different universe and I think that's pretty dope that's pretty cool that is really I, mean, I guess they couldn't do like Mortal Kombat that, that'd be too dark and dangerous but that's really cool and Street Fighter's always open for collaborations and stuff like that and who doesn't like Ryu and Chun-Li they're incredible notable like people who don't play video games well not really people who play video games not necessarily fighting games know who Chun-Li and Ryu and Ken and you know Street Fighter's been around for and incredibly well, popular well, well, for enough. yeah and I just thought that that was you know it's cool everything that they've done like what they finally have now is almost what it should have launched as and they should have built on this but it's it's very enjoyable, especially if you're really good at fighting games. Like, um, let's see, what's it? Uh, Daniel, our cousin Daniel is really good at like old school. Actually, I think he's really good at Street Fighter as well as Mortal Kombat. Cause I know he used to play the the heck out of both. Pretty sure he's really really good at Mortal Kombat. Yeah, I think he's more Mortal Kombat than Street Fighter. But he played was that uh, Street Puzzle Puzzle Fighter Puzzle Fighter. He loved Puzzle Fighter. He loved Puzzle Fighter. So I think my brain might be thinking he likes Street Fighter too. But so you know, I think he'd get a thrill out of this Power Rangers fan. Yeah. I mean, 
mean, maybe he's a Power I'm pretty sure you're a Power We were the same age. I think you were a Power Ranger fan, maybe. Do you have any questions about anything, Drew? I feel like I'm I'm going. Well, I didn't play it. I, I don't I don't play fight games. I, li- I like Power Rangers just almost as much as you do, probably. Wasn't really aware of that. I know I know there's Power Rangers comics. There has been for like decades now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't I haven't read, read any of them. I haven't gotten jumped into that. I usually got too much stuff to do in my world not to worry about adding comic books and stuff to my repertoire of things I need to catch up on. Um, you maybe talk more about because so you're not good at the fighting, but you say you played mostly for that storyline. You talk more about that storyline, maybe some pivotal points on that story. It'd be a little spoilery, but that's fine. I mean, that's no people ain't too worried about a I'm trying to fighting game spoilers. Do you remember the story? I do remember the story. It's just um, it's a lot because they <laughs> takes they take well he obviously the dude was a fan yeah. obviously because he took so much stuff and the writer of the comic the, the writer of the comic a yeah. uh, what's his name I have it wrote down here his name is uh, Kyle Higries Higries I think it is pronounced that way well, let, me, let me make sure that's how you pronounce it so I'm not a huge d-bag Kyle Higgins written by Kyle Higgins and Ryan Parrott by and it's put out, published by Boom Studios and came out in 2018 boom boom the exclamation point and that has this whole other you know story I think I maybe it went in more depth but as far as I could tell it was fairly accurate of course like you're you're playing the fights and stuff like that so yeah. but how how you the game probably hit the highlights yeah but it also does that thing the story mode was actually fair, for, besides not getting achievements it was fairly well put out almost in the vein of like the only thing I think of off the top of my head is like the, the, the recent Mortal Kombat so with Mortal Kombat and then 10 and 11 where as you play through the story you, you, you play as almost every single character mm-hmm. either good or bad but you play you know on that side of the story and it's it just and you, it gives you a chance to play through all the characters understand motives and stuff like that and it's really good the bouncing back and forth mm-hmm. except for sometimes you play is like because you do one-on-ones and two-on-twos and you can do up to three-on-threes but then sometimes in the story mode that i was so furious at sometimes it was one-on-three i had one life bar and they had three full ones and That's i did so bad and they would they would hot but when they hot swapped out i think they would heal a little bit no it's i can't believe yeah. anybody would think that's a good idea it was, it's challenging it was very people who like a challenge and who like a very challenging fighting game again i can't i suck at fighting games but i can't praise it enough because i it was a really good system maybe it was good you, you don't know if i games. suck at it but it was it was layered it was complex i got my my ass beat left and right up and down you know they even spit on it first but it was um it was rough but like i said i did get through it and um there's actually some cool things i do want to get in I'll, I'll talk about the story here in just a moment but with through some of its updates uh it actually allowed it's one of the it actually allowed cross platform through all consoles for fighting which i think was a especially nowadays with that big uh activision thing where xbox and sony are back and forth and xbox is like we don't want exclusives but sony won't stop making them so we do them too because they they're annoying but it literally cross platforms everything you got switch xbox windows and then later ps4 because they didn't want to play ball at first but playstation playstation's always the last one to come into it and it, it was actually the first fighting game to fully support all consoles during uh was that 20 february 2020 making it the first one which i think is actually really really cool in and what of it what a weird thing for a fighting game that nobody really talked about to have i guess they pushed for it or i don't know who pushed for it it had to have been them maybe but it's, it's, that, it's that conglomerate whatever you whatever yeah, you call anyway because they want they want to maximize their profits so money where are they gonna throw money to make it yeah i'm also not sure what the uh, i guess platform agnostic multiplayer is that what it means by cross-platforming because that's something else platform agnostic yeah i mean that sounds like it thinks so and that was just with its first season pass like the game came out and then when the season pass came out it 
it did all this and it's so so cool okay sorry i was actually i was just figuring out uh because i didn't see it originally where the ryu and chun li came from they came from a another game called power rangers legacy wars which had a crossover event and which included chun li and ryu and then they made it canon by bringing them into this game but also both games were put out by Enway, so who knows <laughs> um and like i said i don't think they're supporting it anymore the last big update that came out which was the fourth season was announced and put out it was announced in september and then put out later that year of 2021 and I haven't seen them putting out any any other updates for it. Plus, I saw them try to make make a, make a book on and abandon as soon as they came. Uh, yeah, because the, the game came out. What I say, I'm not sure if I even said it earlier when it actually came out. It was released March 26, 2019, and then they 20 that's 19, 20. That's two and a half years of support, maybe. Yeah, and then they just kind of abandoned it. Maybe <laughs> I see a lot of maybes because I'm not entirely sure because I didn't see anything else after that point. Now, without being a super huge Power Ranger nerd and spoiling it for you, but basically alternate future where with Lord Drokon this version has been trained by Rita Repulsa and and has killed all the Power Rangers in their universe and he for him it's not enough because he wants to become one with the grid and become the most powerful person and the grid is the morphing grid which is why in every version of Power Rangers there's different sets of morphers and different powers because the the grid they, this actually gives a little bit of depth to that and some of the other comic books have dove deeper into the mythology of the morphing grid and that it forever ex- it, it's a force of good that's forever expanding to try to counteract the ever-growing evil and it's always it's, it's taking new forms to take on the new forms of the evil and it's, it's actually quite I guess an ingenious storytelling method because <laughs> they could just go literally forever if the bad guy comes out I've never been defeated before the morphing grid's like oh yeah here's five teenagers with attitude <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> to come in and whoop some ass but um because like pirates funny that Zordon specifically asked for attitude yeah teenagers with attitude now it gets wonky because of course drokon gets a hold of something called chaos crystals which he combines he get those from sonic possibly those are emeralds but we'll see oh that's right emeralds chaos emeralds he then charges it with well i think the last one he the last ranger he kills is he ki- ends up killing a time force ranger which boom uh, lo and behold she he's holding on to a time travel device and he's like interesting and then uses the energy that he has in him in himself his power coin as well as the chaos crystal combines it with her time traveling morpher and then he just decides that he's going to take over existence and merge with the morphing grid and then it, get, it it does dive and go into everything god so many things um and it's crazy too because during all of this you have lord drokon who is tommy oliver but then when he go, goes back into the past he now has to fight other tommy olivers but he can't kill them because how the he if he kills them and destroys their power he destroys his own power so he can't actually kill them even in other dimensions morphing grid if you wipe out one line of the morphing grid it it, it the morphing grid exceeds everything else so there's a, there's a bunch of Tommies in a cage somewhere? Possibly. Or at least he has stricken them of their power. There can be only one? The situation, yeah, kind of like that. I, guess it, I don't want to think too hard about it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know the full depth of of the Morphin Grid, and I don't know what was cut out of the comic. Just know that it, it's... I, I liked it. I love Power Rangers, so I might be a little biased, but mm-hmm. I, I... By the end of it, besides the annoying and get my 
butt whooped left and right. I did really enjoy and I thought it was pretty cool for a, a slightly more mature take. And I say slightly because when you think back on some of the Power Rangers, primarily for me, I think it was Power Rangers Lost Galaxy probably had one of the darker and more more mature storylines, particularly around like the fact that they're because they always have an assistant. They always have like an extra character, a sixth or a seventh person. And the Magna Defender in Lost Galaxy was a, a badass rogue warrior seeking revenge for his murdered son. And they show his, they don't like show they, they show his son get blowed up and then and then he gets beat up and he has to transfer his power to the new ranger, the sixth one. And then, you know, there's a whole storyline with that. But then Lost Galaxy also kills their pink ranger. Like midway through the season, they kill her. She she goes out into Blaze of Glory. Yeah. But then like they it's not like, oh, we'll bring her back. No, she's dead. Like her ghost comes back at one point to like save the new one, the new Pink Ranger, and then she gets brought over. But like sometimes Power Ranger gets dark. Yeah. And then another one was like yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry. Focus on the story of, the yeah. game of this game. Is there, is there more story points? Without ruining what story there is, like I said, there's the whole thing with uh, Kimberly, who goes around being the Ranger Slayer, who is even, it's one of those cool things, like even in all timelines, Tommy and Kimberly end up together. Good or evil, it doesn't matter. Their love always brings them together. And so she is his, the Ranger Slayer. Her main job is to go into universes and go ahead and start sniping out the weakest Rangers to make the takeover easier. And you're like, that's adorable and also terrifying. <laughs> that the, you know their love transcends reality yeah. along with the Morphin Grid, and I just think that it's uh, before I sound like a babbling idiot and talk about Power Rangers too much. I think I'm okay to let it let it go. I mean, it's up to you. I, I, thought, I thought you had more. Of the I mean, I, plot I, points. I mean, I do. I don't think people are too worried about the worry about Power Ranger spoilers. <laughs> really. <laughs> You never know. Would you believe the bad guy gets beat? Bum, bum, bum. But the other stuff is something like... Uh, well, well, at least talk about the, the Megazord battle before you get off of this. You get one Megazord battle? Yes. Near the end, there is a massive Megazord battle between a... Um, Which Megazord do you have? It's basically... It's the original Mighty Morphin because it's it's, it's it's the main one. Yeah. It's the original. It started off... So it does a cool thing against... Because it, it basically it then turns into... It's combat, but it's not as... In depth is their normal one-on-one combat because you're giant mech so it's just kind of a almost more of like a brawl or a, more of like rock paper scissors like yeah if, he, if he's going up you got to go mid or you know you got to kick when he's slat you know stuff like that but it does do because lord drokon has both the white tiger and the the green dragon megazord he combines them into an um, the super dragon tiger zord and it looks <laughs> dope that sounds awesome it's really cool that sounds, that sounds like something they would do in power rangers to beat some big bad yeah, except for the they can't exist together. This is the first time they've ever existed. They're like, you know what? Let's do something cool and combine the dragon. And it looked really cool. And then, of course, the whole thing comes down to a big, you know, triumphs over evil. But it's... <sighs> It's awesome. Did the Megazord have some sort of power up to fight that kind of power, or is it just win for the power of goodness? Yeah. Well, they talk about it. They, um, with the help of stealing uh, enemy technology, there's this dude called Finster, and he works for Repulsa. He's the one who made the putty. He's the guy who always molded the clay. It's Finster. This is Finster Five because he's been killed a bunch of times, and he just keeps <laughs> transferring his consciousness and stuff like yeah. that into different ones. Finster Five. And so they t- they break in there, steal some of his technology to bolster their stuff, along with because it gets to the the point like where like reality's ending the only thing left is the battlefield they're on and so the morphin grid's barely hanging on he's absorbing it and then you're like well the only thing we have to do is tap into the morphin 
Madrid. And if we lose, everything goes away. We'd rather every, everything go away than him win. Because what, what's the point of being alive if he rules everything? It would just be terrible. That's a weird choice. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, it's been a minute since I've played. <laughs> so I might be getting some of the story wrong. But I do, like I said, it's it's a much much more mature storyline based off our kiddie versions. It's more for young adults and teenagers and slightly older folk. I should have watched a, like a, somebody good play through the story before we got on the podcast. <laughs> Maybe. Probably. <laughs> um Still, I liked it, and if you're a fan of fighting games and you're remotely decent at them, mm. I'm not. Uh, definitely, please give Power Rangers Battle for the Grid a chance. I think it's definitely worth playing. Did we buy this? I think it was leaving Game Pass or something. It was on Game Pass at some mm-hmm. point? Yeah. I, I didn't touch it. That's fair. You want to move on to our next game? Yeah. The next game, which um, I have less less to talk about. This is something you had you had notes for for a while. Mm-hmm. It's a very strange game. I've been watching, uh, kind of in the corner of my eye, uh, watching somebody wait run through it a little bit to kind of remind me of what it what it looked like and stuff like that while you've been talking about Power Rangers. It's been a long time. Almost three years, I think, since we've played this game. Yeah. So, I don't, so again, we're talking about Blake trying to clean up games in his notes so he don't feels, feels like he didn't waste time taking notes, which is, which is fair. And we need some random, not random, but some games and stuff to make episodes until we get to our slightly different format. Only slightly. Actually, my last note is I don't actually know how long I played Power Rangers because I didn't get any achievements. I actually did that thing where I deleted it out of my my history. Mm-hmm. The TA not show it? No, I didn't show I ever played it. Really? Yeah, because I didn't have any achievements in it for it to track. So when I deleted it off my list, yeah, I guess it took it out of TA's algorithm because it doesn't show that I ever played it. Because I never got any achievements or anything in it. Because you can do that in Xbox where you can delete Yeah, if you stuff. have no achievements, you can delete a game from your history. Yeah. Huh. I, I didn't know it wiped it from TA. Apparently, because I, pl- I played it. I I played it. I'm not lying. I 100% played the game and I struggled on it. I don't it. think anybody's accusing you of lying. <laughs> I did it, guys. I beat it. On easy. But I did it. Anyway, uh, the next game we're going to be talking about is called Infinity Runner. Wake up. It originally came out April twenty second, twenty fifteen, and is developed and published by Wales Interactive. Now that name may sound familiar because we have spoken about them quite a bit. Uh, episode 21, we spoke about them with Soul Axiom. Episode 24, we spoke about them with Don't Knock Twice. And a double hitter on episode 39 where we tackled both Late Shift and Bunker. And they are, it's funny because especially now, most of the stuff that they put out is FMV. Like, the, like I think with Bunker and uh, and Late Shift was the start of FMV because they haven't uh, done any anything that's not FMV for, since then for a long time. Yeah, if you get if you search up Bunker or uh, Late Shift on your Xbox or your PlayStation, try to find the uh, games like this part of it. And there are so we've, we've we've bought a bunch of them too. There are so many FMV games now. We're gonna we're, we're gonna be playing. 
playing some more and talking about some more throughout the podcast but this is like there's been like a reawakening of the fmv genre we have tons and tons we've bought like we have like six other on our at least five or six other on our backlog got a couple one that was like unique to playstation and stuff like that there's just so many of these it's kind of a crazy weird resurgence and i'm kind of curious about um how the different people handle the fmv we talked about telling lies which is not wills interactive but uh telling lies is an, an fmv game you know with actors and stuff like that it's just kind of a weird been this wild resurgence of this which is i was i don't know if anybody was expecting and uh i can't remember what episode we, we talked about it on because i actually didn't write it down but they're also responsible for typo man whatever episode that was i can't remember because i just saw it on their list i was like oh crap i didn't really oh, episode 66 typo man we've revised sorry i wanted to talk about that but i was looking at i'm looking at their history right now they were they were kind of doing back and forth back and forth 2018 and then in 2020 or 2019 they put out well, that says fmv hybrid so that's like fmv and game graphics so i guess that still counts as fmv but in 2020 uh, they did a uh, soul axiom rebooted with a, re- a remaster of the 2015 version where they updated it oh great so we, we didn't play that version of course yeah but since 2020 they have not done another video game everything has been fmv and they have put out a bunch fmv video game still video game yeah fm yeah fm it's all been fmv and some of them seem kind of fun and interesting murder mystery sci-fi stuff if one i think it's really funny it's a rom-com mm-hmm. called five dates and then they did a sequel called 10 dates <laughs> where they just doubled the fun but um i've enjoyed almost everything i've played by wells interactive i believe that i've played they always tend to be because FM, fmv games are hit or miss and they're mostly like pick this or pick that mm-hmm. and some of them can be more clever than others like i think i much more preferred bunker, bunker. to late shift yeah late shift was a good story but some of the, the split choices and things were kind of like oh that's pointless and weird mm-hmm. but I, I very much well, bunker let you move around. Well, it was all it was all pre-recorded, but bunker let you move around in the environment, a little and bit interact like, with things. Yeah, or like had like it put a lot of work in the. I don't know if we'll see very many like the bunker, honestly. Yeah, that, that took a lot more work. I don't know some of these like reshooting scenes and like if you pick this choice, you hold this scene. I think bunker may have been easier because like it was him, but it was like looping. It's like looping like fifteen or you know forty seconds of him like breathing. Yeah, but, or... but you had to like touch and move and open and do all kinds of different stuff in bunker. Yeah, true. You. Yeah. Who knows what's harder? But because sometimes. Um, I'm not saying anything's easy, but sometimes something like late, late shift can be watched kind of like you can watch late shift. You can literally straight I think you through can just, like a, like let it just play through like with, a movie. I heard some of these other ones you can too. You can you can let it sit there and it'll just play automatically make choices and you'll you'll, you'll just watch like a 90 minute movie or whatever. So like didn't Brian talk about that on Co-op Endeavors? He watched some game or we when we talk about it off podcast because we're talking about like Minecraft stories. No Bandersnatch. Bandersnatch. You can just let Bandersnatch. He play. literally he just he just he's like I didn't pick any choices. Like I just watched it. Yeah, but then, then at, that, at that point I think it makes random choices yeah but anyway hmm. but still yeah so all, all the time about fmv we're gonna we were wait already said the name of the game we're not going to talk about this is a, another random thing another random game which i guess we might have bought this for some reason it was super cheap on sale i think we, we had to like it's base price i think is like 6.99 anyway okay. if i'm not mistaken it's uh, let me double check we, we it. could talk more about it but like the 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 name of the game kind of says it all but like we thought the uh we thought the setting was strange and unique so that's why we ended up getting it after watching a little bit of like a game but a game play trailer which I'm, and I'm still watching now in the corner of my eye alright so Infinity Runner um, if you can't tell by the name uh, it is a first person Infinity Runner one of those forever runners I how they got the Infinity Runner name I, I guess just they've never known I guess no one's ever used it before because it's the it's the genre of the like game Tem- Temple Run and all those other popular ones yeah they're, it's literally they're called Forever Runners Infinity Runners where you literally just pick a direction and go mm-hmm. because there's that one zombie one I was uh, obsessed with for a while on PlayStation, PlayStation. 
four, yeah. But it was slightly different. It, it took like it was harder too. Yeah, it took the um almost like the Crash Bandicoot approach where you were running towards the camera and it would give you slight indicators in the corner of your screen if, if you needed to turn or duck or something. Yeah. That was that game. We talk about this game now. One of the cool things: this game is now available on Oculus. Oh God. Um, I can't. That would be trippy, or maybe just like head movement or something. But this yeah. game is available on Oculus now. Like recently? Not recently, but like recently, isn't like a year or so ago. Yeah. yeah. Like, but mostly that's the that's probably the newest version of the game. Yeah. Of a game that that they supported further, which is weird. Yeah, it, it's classified. I looked at it just now. It is a first-person parkour runner game. Mm-hmm. And it is spread across 14 levels. You also have arcade mode, story mode, and challenge modes. Now, these 14 levels are actually split into two parts. So it's like seven levels twice. But it's like, you know, space dock B, space dock A, and then like the underneaths and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. it does have some crazy stuff that I didn't I didn't realize was in there. Because in one of the multiplayer things, and uh, they were going above and beyond on this. I guess I thought the game was going to be a little more fun than it is multiplayer yeah it has a one of the yeah has a multi thing that lets you kind of go head to head and like racing we never saw that I, I think it's something that got added on after the fact but it is a up to a 35 person multiplayer where you're r- racing against one another that could that could be popular that could be yeah that's that's a lot of people 35 people running mm-hmm. now when you're like you're running you're in it's called infinity runner the game takes place on a ship in space mm-hmm. let me go ahead and clarify this a ship in space and if you do all the math for the amount of length that you run the ship itself is 10 miles long or the track that you run within the ship is 10 miles long let me clarify that because you do like up and down and you hop across some stuff and you do some double backs or you, or you fall down some shoots occasionally the game is entirely voice acted for what it is and it's not terrible I was never annoyed by any of the voice acting I thought it was pretty cool it's, I have it muted but does the main character talk I, I he, see him he, talking to it does talk okay. back to the to the the vo girl the girl trying to help you now i've been saving this because it's probably one of the just it feels like something out of the 90s infinity runner starts with your character being woke up from cryo sleep and this girl just says run run and you so you start running and, you, and then as you're running through it's you, you hit left you hit right to dodge left or right from either from obstacles that pop out and then there's a duck feature that lets you like slide under stuff and then there's a jump feature that you hop over hurdles yeah looks like a lot of laser grids laser grids and stuff like that and then closer you get like these huge like massive leaps across space mm-hmm. lots of those looks like it repeats it's like I think it's repeating rooms yeah uh, because of the infinity nature of it but it, there's like jumping like you'll jump out of a door and, you, and, and when he jumps out as I'm seeing it like stuff's broken like the ship's broken and he's leaping straight across which apparently you could fail that jump if you don't jump f- at the right time you can fall too short or jump over yeah there is there's it's all it's all it is good timing and then at certain points you actually get branching paths you choose left or right hold left or hold right for mm-hmm. the turns and those they're the same each time you pick left or right but those like the left path is different in, than the right path some of them have combat some don't and you do get to these rooms where it's like a QTE combat where it's like but it's the same routine every time it's like hit A hit B right bumper and you're just you almost using the exact same buttons you do when you're running through the hallway but instead you're taking out these uh, soldiers, soldiers like. like space pirates or something yeah I've seen two of them 
when I look down, one he just grabs the guy, pitches the guy, grabs him and like turns his head all the way around. Yeah. And one he like hits him a few times and like kicks him across the room. Yeah, because you, you're seeing this guy and you're like, oh, I'm some sort. I'm playing this some sort of super soldier. I'm. You said you literally turn it. Like, I don't think it's very gory. No, it's the, not. It's, the graphics aren't super. Like they're like. Uh, I, don't, I mean, they're kind of. They're not really. They're not great graphic, but they're maybe leaning towards realism in a way. Yeah. We'll, we'll get better about talking about graphics or something. something yeah. Hopefully, at some point. But it's like, it has, it has a, a bit of a style to it. But um, it's not looking. There's there's no. It's, I don't know. It's not gratuitous. Yeah. Yes, you are a super soldier, but you're a secret super soldier. It's revealed fairly quickly when you get to your first quote unquote boss fight in the game. Um, it's werewolves in space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you heard that right. It is werewolves in space because you do get to transform into a werewolf during some of these QTEs as well as you get to transform to a werewolf and just instead of instead of dodging through the obstacles the the laser grids and oh no there's a gas cloud I don't want to run through it I gotta slide under it no 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 werewolf don't give a crap like honey badger it don't care <laughs> it just transforms and plows through stuff and some of the stuff like I said part A part B you're kind of like re-going through a familiar setting once you transform into a werewolf you can like break through weak walls and create new paths you don't have to but you can in certain situations create a third branch by just even one of those ones I talked about where you choose left choose right if you're a werewolf he's like nah I'm choosing straight through the wall because the ship's already falling apart anyway what does it matter and and it's quite, what's even funnier is uh, as you play through the game it happens literally like as you reach your first level because your, your, your the girl who's helping you uh, she's like oh you need to make sure you turn left up here because it's faster you know she's giving you little bits of knowledge that are supposed to be helpful but the way the design of the game is you're going to go that way anyway and your whole point is you have to make it making it you're trying to get down to the escape pods because as you're going through it, each level ends with you doing like a, a you know a baseball slide into an elevator and the very first baseball slide you do you realize that your character has been buck naked and is, is it? yeah he's a werewolf he, he had clothes but when he transforms his clothes went bye bye so your character is literally naked the rest of the game though you don't you don't see anything it's just kind of funny to think about you're like I'm running around this ship naked <laughs> so all these people are getting an eyeful of something and it's it's not the greatest game of all time but it is just a simple fun thing and it's all about pattern memorization and just running straight well patterns if it's, if it's randomly if it's randomly doing the, the hallways and rooms it looks like is it yeah I thought they were kind of like pattern oriented because it's always the same pattern well, and the whole point of infinity, infinity runners in general is, is, is that things are random well that's the story mode if you're talking about like arcade mode and challenge mode yeah but I think the story mode I think they're preset I'll mention as I'm watching this with the werewolf he does the werewolf is able to run on walls oh yeah j- jump on sides and like or not because he's playing a werewolf part right now he actually like, don't get up on the wall and run past not, certain obstacles not just that he can uh because he can uh he gets full we call it 360 degree he can go on the walls and the ceiling and to to, to go around uh other obstacles not necessarily obstacles but like holes things that have been blown out because you also be attacked part as part of the story some of you're running is you're attacked by a, like an airship outside or some drones and they're shooting through the the air vents and so you're having to jump over the gaps that they've blown in the air vents and stuff like that i yeah. think it's pretty cool and i would love to watch this movie i think <laughs> I think this movie well, would be surely there's a werewolf in space movie there might be it wouldn't surprise me but I, I would love to watch this movie there's an everything in space movie it was real big in the 90s werewolves uh, in space or everything in space lots of th- in the 90s I can think of three off the top of my head I, and oddly uh, I know that Leprechaun 4 in space was in space and then there's uh, Hellraiser 4 Bloodlines which half that movie takes place in the future in space and then you have Jason X which takes place in space um, a lot of, it was like a lot of things for a lot of these horror things to do was let's go to space say once you've done everything the last place you can go is space 
Space, yeah, yeah, it's either space or the ocean. Yeah, I feel like ironically, space stuff's easier to film than underwater stuff. I think so. Ex- yeah, because I think you can fake space a lot easier. I feel like. Yeah, a matter of fact, I think uh, God, Jason takes Manhattan, whichever one that one is, six or seven. It, that's Jason on the ocean because he's on that that cruise ship across from Crystal Lake to New York City. Was it a cruise ship or just like a wood tanker, wasn't it? Maybe it, it had a couple people. I thought I think it was a cruise ship, like a small yacht. Maybe it's, it's called Jason Takes Manhattan, but he only hits Manhattan in like the last twenty minutes of that movie. <laughs> Yeah, poorly named movie but if sorry for bad mouth anyone who loves Jason it's he's not my cup of tea I've seen all of them you're like you haven't seen the story I've seen them yeah, we bought a we bought a box set with the with, with our goal was to watch them all and we did and it uh turned out to be a total waste of time yeah unfortunately I, I thought maybe I was just misjudging them my entire life I wasn't I absolutely wasn't like I said I do like the music it's real high octane a lot of the stuff just real thumping bumping music yeah. uh, Brian might struggle to find music for this because of the unknown, the, the, unknown nature of, of this game You know, that happens not, not unfortunately with the nature of these things more obscure games it's harder to find this stuff for them, which is fine it's gonna, it's gonna happen well, and the cool thing is about this game is almost uh, like all the people who play it tend to really enjoy it. it has incredibly high like above average ratings because it because it, it look yeah sorry i'm inter- interrupt you but um it play it looks like it plays good and I, mean, I remember playing it vaguely but it is responsive like a lot of times if you die or fail it's because you hit you hit the wrong you hit the wrong prompt like it's not the game the game looks like it runs incredibly smooth so i could get it being fun yeah for sure i remember why we uh we i don't know if we beat the story or not we, I, we beat it but there is a qte for like there's like a is there another there's another there's a boss is there is there a, another werewolf or something there's, a, there's like because most of the QTEs up until a certain point is just random soldiers mm-hmm. there's like a really hard QTE that we both got stuck on for a while because the, the button prompts were like so short like the, you had split seconds to hit it we had to do it multiple times yeah the um do you, that, remember, do you remember what, what that boss was, was it it's, it's, it's other because like, like I said you're a super soldier and what happens is these super soldiers aka werewolves not exactly they're experimented on and like brainwashed because like the best way to it's like the best army is an army that can auto heal itself is twice as strong twice as fast as, as people so they've been kidnapping werewolves for centuries because some of the storyline you uncover like this uh, the people who built this ship and this war company have like been kidnapping werewolves for like a thousand years it's kind of like I can't even think of the word is kinda, I guess you can call it kind of like Assassin's Creed like <laughs> rivalry that has lasted over a thousand years and they just keep that's not a good comparison <laughs> but they take and breed these werewolves and they brainwash them and like perform surgery on to make them obey and stuff. It's it's good. It's fun. It's silly fun. It's it, it, it is literally just silly fun. Uh, we didn't get all the achievements, of course. There's, those are the various things we didn't we didn't do. Uh, I only showed myself playing on TA. Says I played two hours and fifteen minutes. I got thirty eight of the fifty five achievements, which actually isn't bad. That's a sixty nine percent. It says uh, there's a lot of stuff that's like uh, doing stuff on hard and um, beating each map on hard. Yeah. Uh, I didn't even find I, I didn't even find nine, nine collectibles find all wolf mode the space section I don't know I didn't do that this is something you probably, could probably do if you just play enough I didn't run I did, there's two achievements for running 100,000 meters and running 400,000 meters I think you would just keep playing we, yeah. must, we must just got bored or got tired of that, that certain QTE or something because everything is cumulative is yours not tracked mine's tracked my, my Power Rangers wasn't this is okay. um, please uh, I, I would like for this game to get more notoriety because mm-hmm. TA only tracks 5,600 people 
5636, and 437 have completed it 100%. Mm-hmm. Now, I think my time's almost like yours. I got two and a half hours, and 38 achievements put me at a 69% mm-hmm. of we the get, achievements. We got the same achievements, probably. Most likely. Probably beat the stories. Don't remember it. Just pl- you played until we plowed through the story, because it has a... They call it an RPG element because you can level up your wolf. Can you? Yeah, there's a you can level up your wolf, but I don't even remember the extent of that it does because like everything's QTE. Like I don't understand why your wolf levels up, and I don't even remember what the leveling up of the wolf does. No idea. I'm trying to figure out now. Well, of course, TA is like, oh, you can glitch it on the first level, blah blah blah. But I think it maybe like your hang time. Was, I think it may have increased the amount of hits you could take because not every at first everything was like one hit kill. Like if you hit this thing, you died. You hit this electrified that you died but then I think it allowed you your resilience to take multiple hits and I think there was some other stuff to uh, increase QTE windows and stuff like that Like, but it's just like that seems why bother having your werewolf level up just have those like little toggles you can turn on or or something hmm. or just have it be I don't know <laughs> it was just strange I wonder if you oh, I did the talking about it I wonder if you would reinstall I can debate it like reinstalling it and fooling with it a bit I've thought about it but I've also beat the story and it, I, I have games that I like late at night when I'm like oh you know we, we get home late or we do something I only have like an hour left I'm like I don't want to turn on my main game I do have like side games uh, one of which I have actually 100% I have all the achievements in it and I have like 105 hours yeah vampire survivors yeah vampire survivors I actually have everything in that game yeah we might we'll, we'll talk about vampire survivors at some it'll get its own episode at some point because it's such a popular thing I don't know what new we can say about it besides our, our general experience yeah with it. I also have like some magic the Gathering and Dungeon Defenders 2. Magic the Gathering, I don't have all the achievements in, but Dungeon Dungeon Defenders, I have all but one. And the uh, the one is uh, God. It is. There's no reason it needs to be this time consuming, but it is. And everything I've read online says the only way to do it is to do it because the de- and the devs have hadn't even shortened the time. Then in other games they've they shortened it, but this one they're like, nah, we want to promote online play and do this, and this is the only way to best way to do it. So, yeah, but those are some games that I play when I'm like late at night just trying to figure out what to do or if I beat a game and I don't want to start a new game right away I'll turn on one of these I think everyone's got these passive games that they play these side games something just mm-hmm. mind simple you ain't got to stress too much and uh, this could definitely be I mean this would be a little stressful but this could be one of them I probably won't I think we own it I'm pretty sure we own it we bought it yeah so maybe if I get because I you never know because I dipped back into like old games that we had bought and I never beat when I did when we did hydrophobia hydrophobia yeah so this could be I, we could, I could revisit or just re-download it when I get I'm like ugh I don't have any games to play and I'll just go through the list but oh I could play this you know you know, in one or two rounds before going to bed or something yeah maybe yeah or maybe, maybe. you'll download it and turn it on and remember why we turned it off possibly that is, that is entirely possible uh, do you have any uh, recollections or stories because I do because as you no, play my, through I, I, the main thing I remember is that, that is, I think it's going to be that final QT was was incredibly was difficult in, intense you must have had to like hit the button but, 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 but you had to like hit the buttons immediately some of the things I was showing him when he was doing soldier on some fight the soldiers he had like three or four seconds as the little timer went on your, on your QT it's huge. So I think the game misleads you on these QTEs, and you get to this boss thing, and it's just like you gotta hit it like in like fast. Yeah. But it was the same buttons, I think. Yeah. As, as far as I could tell, he might have been playing on easy, but as far as I could tell, it was memorization. Like if you're going through, it's a and you're going through a room, and it is B right bumper A Y. It will always B B right bumper Y. You know. You even said it wrong. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not good at Simon Says. Apparently. I'm not good at pattern recognition. I don't even know why I'm alive. <laughs> I just go, hey man, nice shot.
Anyway, um, before I yeah, just you know talk infinitely about this game, um, yeah, uh-huh. I don't think I have anything else to really add because I knew I, I knew this game was going to be much shorter just because of the concept mm-hmm. and the story is literally werewolves in space. You're trying, you have a girl trying to help you yeah, escape the space station or ship or whatever it is. Now in the latter half, maybe even the probably the last level itself, I do remember them like unleashing the hounds and as you're walking because some of these you're going through, it's it's a uh, a star cruiser population center like you're going through I don't think you're going through like homes but you're going through like a vegetation garden the underducks and stuff like that and you go through this one area that's because you never actually go through cities but you go through like the the perimeter around a city because you're running along these railings and I remember getting some of the stuff like made me jump once or twice the first time you see it because you're not expecting it because out of nowhere you just uh, you're running along and a werewolf just rips up through the grating and pulls you down mm-hmm. and you're like whoa crap but you, you you die but you're supposed to jump over that stuff but it changes that where the werewolf attacks you I do remember that being kind of cool it'll be in that section like if you're coming up to a corner it'll either be in the corner before the corner or right after but it does kind of like give you like it ups it a little bit and gives you you get your heart racing gives you that anxiety like oh god that werewolf just attacked me or glowing red eyes in the distance just coming at you because you do have you do get night vision during during some of these scenes like because like they'll pop the power or you one of your storylines is you went to the power station and you shut down the power so you can beeline to the escape pods yeah and so you run back through the area, but it's all mostly pitch black with like the red light, and you don't know if it's red eyes or the red security lights. And so it's kind of cool. Go play it. It's cheap. Yeah, it's probably cheap probably and fun. Yeah, I don't think it's on sale right now, but uh, like I said, it's it's literally six or eight ninety nine. Six ninety nine normally, not on sale as as a recording of this podcast, not currently on sale, but it's six ninety nine to play a, a silly game for a little while and have fun. It's, it's literally just simple. I say simple. I'm sure I got annoyed and mad at it sometimes, but it's it's pattern, especially in the story mode. Like, if you're doing adventure and challenge mode, I'm sure it's a little different and much more randomly generated. But the story mode, the every time you run through a level, it was pattern recognition. You're like, all right, left turn, right turn, up over this, down over this, QTEs, or you got to remember the QTEs. But it does have really fast reset times. Mm-hmm. I do remember that, which is exact, unlike uh, Little Nightmares. <sighs> this is literally, like, almost to the point it's almost too instant. Because, like, you'll be running. It, it, it counts down. Yeah. Because, oh, yeah, you're right, it does. It's like three, two, one. But you start, but you're running. But immediately you're running immediately yeah. yeah but please go play infinity runner it's old at this point older like i said 2015 dang that's already eight years old yeah, time flies yeah uh and then you die that's it. yeah that's, that's it <laughs> i really don't want to have i don't have anything else to add add to it really yeah all right so we're gonna wrap this thing up now i want to start by thanking jared jones and the guys of emerge for letting us have letting go for our intro track uh it's awesome it's i guess i always say it's probably the best part of the podcast yes uh i want to thank Milad Markovic, a.k.a. Devious Pixel, for the art for this podcast and the art for our, you know, co-op endeavors and our guest episodes, our upcoming guest episode. We'll, we'll probably do a new art. I'm probably going to do a new art in general for the for the podcast anyway. For the episode 100. Yeah, man, we'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens. And uh, come to our Twitch streams. That's what that's what we like people to show up to. We, we get ones and twosies and little short numbers and little, little we get little little bunches when uh, from our last guest text again, his, his little bunches of folks will drop in sometimes and text will drop in. So come to our Twitch streams it's it, it's a good time I mean, people love twitch anyway you might not like the current game we're playing but sometimes the game we're playing is not as relevant as the you know the conversations we're having having about just games and movies and whatever stuff in general but you can also enjoy our experiences with the games and then we'll have episodes eventually where we talk about our whole experiences which we just had our episode previously about so come to our twi- our twitch streams it's twitch.tv forward slash two smoking controllers and that's all i got so i want to thank everybody for listening and we'll be back next week with who knows what game
games. And I want to wish everybody a good evening and good night.